Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, hey, welcome back to Holy Spirit Feed. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you, faithful listeners, or maybe this is the first time you've heard Holy Spirit Feed. Either way, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. You are growing in your relationship with God, and in that, you are helping to advance the kingdom of God. And that said, I'm about to talk about something kind of gross for just a minute, (laughs) but you'll understand why in a moment. Don't worry, I'll bring it back around for God's glory, I promise. Okay, so I was thinking recently about meditating on Scripture. It's a really great discipline. I hope you all do it. It really helps strengthen you as a disciple of Jesus. Well, I was thinking about meditating on God's Word, and I was reminded that some liken it to a cow chewing its cud. Really, that's what they call it. Um, What happens, in case you aren't familiar, is they eat some grass or whatever, and then they swallow it, and then the cow brings it back up. They regurgitate it, and then re-chew it, and then they do the whole thing all over again. (laughs) I know, it's gross, right? But it's very necessary to digest it better and to get the full nutrition out of it. It's the same with scripture. You can cruise through in five minutes and read a whole chapter in record time, and get diddly squat out of it. Or sometimes you can choose one verse to meditate on, chew it, swallow it, then bring it back up again. And that's when you get the full benefit and connect with Holy Spirit to get a good return on the investment of time, thought, and effort. Joshua 1.8 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Notice the words keep and always. And then it says day and night. And then the end result, prosper and be successful. This is a no-brainer. We need to be meditating on scripture. For today's meditation, we're going to focus on Psalm 23, verse 1. Yes, just one verse. This is a meditation, remember? We're just sitting in, we're soaking in this verse, and we're letting Holy Spirit's revelation come. Okay, Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So as I was contemplating this verse, here are some things the Holy Spirit revealed to me. It starts out with the words, the Lord. It's the Lord not me. I'm not my own shepherd. I know that seems obvious, but sometimes we need to be reminded of the obvious. (laughs) I know that's hard to come to grips with in this independent, self-sufficient world, but as believers, we come into agreement that the Lord is my shepherd. It's not the I'm looking out for number one mentality. No, we are yielded to him. He's looking out for you. A lot of people may be okay with Jesus just being their Savior, but not actually the Lord over their life. If that's the case, then we need to rethink this. Did we actually give our life to Jesus if we haven't actually made him our Lord? If you're realizing right now that you haven't made him your Lord, now is your chance. Call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Take a moment 
and declare that you recognize his sacrifice on the cross to remove your sin and that you are giving your life to him, all of it, and that he is your shepherd. All right, so back to the verse, let's look at that word shepherd. What does a shepherd actually do? So a shepherd guides the sheep where they need to go. Or in this case, it's not the sheep, it's you. The Lord guides you where you need to go, not necessarily where you want to go. They say sheep aren't very smart, so they may try to do a lot of silly stuff that might hurt them or hurt others or worse. Shepherds also provide. They take the sheep to food, water, they protect them from predators, and shepherds protect the sheep from other sheep. You know, if one of the sheep goes rogue, the shepherd is on it. He won't let another sheep go too far. He loves all the sheep, the ones getting hurt and the ones doing the hurting. It's his job to take care of both if they let him. Shepherds don't just go on vacation and leave the flock unattended. You know, sometimes we feel like that though, right? We wind up in situations where we're like, God, where are you? I'm in this predicament. First off, probably we're in a predicament because we forget that the Lord is our shepherd and we may have started making decisions without him, right? (laughs) I know I've been through that. When we're in those situations, this verse says, stop, remember, he is your shepherd. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He will leave the 99 for you. Another thing about shepherds is they make the best decisions. You've heard of best accounting practices. Maybe you own a business or a company or something, and you want to follow the right accounting practices. Well, I'm sure that in this case, there are best shepherd practices, right? (laughs) They know what weather is coming. They know where the best watering holes are. They know where the green pastures are. The sheep don't. I imagine sometimes sheep don't stay where they should and they stray away. But he would always go after them, even if they didn't want him to. If we allow Jesus the Lord to shepherd us, we and others are better off. There's a song that I really like by Upper Room. It's called Good Shepherd. And there's a line in there. It says, your steps have tested the strength of the ground before me. We can trust the Good Shepherd. He's gone before us and tested our path. We can move forward with confidence that the Lord is our Shepherd. All right, let's move on to the next part of that verse. It says, I shall not want. Some versions say, I shall lack nothing, or I shall have what I need. Most of the versions that I've found, they seem to say, I shall not want. So for today, we'll chew on that version. Recently, my husband and I were watching When Vacations Attack, and there was a whale that had jumped out of the water and landed on a sailboat that had a couple on it. The mast actually snapped, and it caused a lot of damage, but everyone was okay, even the whale. But it got me thinking about sailing. I'm like, oh, if that's going to happen, I don't know about sailing, right? So I realized I'm not even sure that I had ever been sailing. But if I ever did go sailing, I would really hope that a whale wouldn't jump on my sailboat. (laughs) It was pretty crazy. I really have no desire even to do that, to sail at all, like ever. It's just not on my bucket list. I realized I just don't want to. And I felt like the Lord said to me in that moment, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
So here's what I feel like he was getting at. You know, apparently when you allow the Lord to truly be your shepherd, you won't want the things that don't align with what you need to fulfill your destiny, his given call on your life. Sure, sailing is fine, but not necessarily for me. I don't need it. I think that there are a lot of things in the world that might seem enticing and could potentially fill up your time to keep us distracted and busy, 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 and actually wind up separating you from your purpose. But if we are allowing the Lord to be our shepherd, maybe we shall not want. We shall not want anything extra that doesn't align with God's plan for our season. I'm not saying that I'll never sail. Maybe the Lord will put that on my heart someday. But until he does, I shall not want and I shall not sail. (laughs) A couple of years ago, I had mentioned to a friend that I really liked cross-country skiing. Then I used to do it when I was younger and would like to get back to it. And my friend had some boots and skis and she didn't really want them anymore. I think she bought them, used them a couple times and then never did it again. So she wound up giving them to me. And I was excited. I used them twice. It was great. And then I got it in my head that I needed another pair so that I could go with like my daughters or a friend or something. So I spent all this time on Marketplace and I found a pair of used skis and boots that were, you know, a good price and stuff. So I went and got them. And I just don't know what I was thinking because I do not like the snow. It's too cold. It's pretty to look at, but I don't like being outside in the cold any longer than I have to. I've lived in Michigan my whole life, and it's beginning to weigh on me. Anyway, so I got the skis, and I never went cross-country skiing again for the next two winters. (laughs) I may in the future. I don't know. If I do, I've got two pair. But my point is, I just wanted that second pair. I did not need that second pair. Clearly, I wasted my time and my money on them when I probably should have just run that by my shepherd first. And he would have been like, yeah, no. Remember, you don't like the cold. (laughs) I would have saved myself a lot of trouble. In Psalm 37, 4, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So it says, he gives us the desires. He places them in our heart, and then he makes them possible. Our part is to allow him to direct our wants. Delight yourself in your shepherd, and he will give you the desires of your heart. When you yield to the Lord and spend more and more time with him, you begin to want what he wants. You develop a platform for healthy desires to land. So he gives the desire and the wherewithal to do it, to make it happen in your life. It's a part of walking in the Spirit, being one with God. When my daughter was little, if we were like, you know, getting her some ice cream or cake or something sweet, she would always say, I want too much. I think I'll be doing an episode in more detail in the future on this topic, but for now, just know, just because you want something, maybe you say, I want too much, It doesn't mean it's right for you or good for you, for that matter. (laughs) Is it wrong to want things to happen in your life, future aspirations? No, of course not. But are they shepherd-inspired? 
Has the Lord your God given them to you or sparked that desire? If so, it will probably be coming in the future. Just because you haven't seen something come to fruition and manifest itself doesn't mean he hasn't already given it to you. Remember, God is not in time like we are. He has already seen you do the amazing things he has in store for you. Psalm 139.16 You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. He already knows every day of your life. That's so cool. All right, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen ascends to God for his glory. Come on, all his promises are yes and amen. I think sometimes we need to really set aside what we want in order to see what the Father wants for us. Let's activate that. Let's ask the Father just that. We'll ask him what he wants for us. So go ahead and close your eyes and prepare to hear something good from the Father. Father God, what's one thing that you want for me? I imagine you all saw some pretty cool things that the Father has in mind for you. Maybe some of you will wind up cross-country skiing or even sailing. (laughs) Go back to that later on if you want to. And just allow the Lord to continue to show you what His desires are for you. And as He does that, He'll be depositing them in your heart at the same time. So we just spent like 15 minutes discussing a verse in the Word of God. Nine words. You don't have to bite off an entire chapter of the Word every day. Sometimes it just looks like spending 15 minutes mulling over one verse and letting the shepherd shepherd you. 